Roadman. It's stage 13 of the Giro d'Italia. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome. Stage 13, unlucky for some, but it wasn't unlucky for Mr. Nizzolo. He pulled off a massive win today. After 11, you heard that right, 11 second places in the Giro d'Italia, the Italian born European champ has only gone and pulled off the big one. Today we had stage 13 running for 198 kilometers from Ravenna to the beautiful Girona. I'm going to tell you all about that plus reaction to Machu Mohoric's massive crash the other day. Before I dive into the podcast, let me remind you about Patreon. A small donation over on Patreon helps the podcast run along. I'm late getting the podcast out because I'm actually just in from the pub from sinking a couple of points of Guinness and that's what your donations do. They contribute towards the running of the podcast and the beer fund. So if you want to contribute to the beer fund, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh and you can buy me a price for a pint of beer once a month to keep this podcast on the road and to keep my hydration levels up. As I said, Roadman, we're stage 13 from Ravenna to Verona, 198 kilometers. Anyone cast their mind back two days, that Machu Mohoric crash was terrifying. And looking back at it, it's kind of hard to decipher what exactly happened. You're looking at Mohoric and Nibli, the two best bike riders in the world that gone downhill. So the fact that this fate befall, befell one of our sort of two descending heroes was a little bit unexplainable, but Modric tried to pull it apart and dissect the incident for us pre-race today. And here's a quote from him. He said, my racing line wasn't perfect as I didn't take all the road. I planned to overtake Made at the exit and go on the front. The corner surprised me. It was closer than I expected. I lost traction on my rear wheel in the high speed. I was able to catch the bike, but doing so, I was closer to the left, to the corner on my left. Usually I wouldn't crash, but due to the curb, I clipped my left pedal, which is evident from the damage. Because of that, the bike went completely sideways and I hit the curb on my front wheel. Luckily, the bike absorbed all the energy as the fork split. This is why I've come out of the crash with only minor bruises and a slight concussion. It was an absolutely epic crash. It's one of the scariest crashes I've seen in years. So thankfully, as he said, the bike did absorb the impact. And that's one of the truisms of cycling crashes and definitely my personal experience with it that either the bike comes away trashed or you come away trashed this old adage and you hear people saying it was oh you crashed is the bike okay i never got that at all because bikes are very replaceable bodies aren't replaceable they're painful to fix and some of the damage i still have legacy damage from crashes bunch sprints in particular bunch sprint in detroit where i broke my glenoid fossa ball and socket joint still gives me problems to this day as I honestly would struggle to recollect what bike I was even riding that day. Like, could I care if I broke a frame that day? Absolutely not. So the, the impact and the energy needs to go somewhere. So when you walk away from a crash and your bike is trashed, you normally get away a lot lighter than when you walk away from a heavy crash and the bike is fine. You normally see yourself a lot more banged up. 
But getting onto today's stage, Nizzolo kind of banished that course he had, the Giro d'Italia course, if you can call it that, of 11 second places. And he pulled off the win today. And you could see down the finish line that everybody was just so happy for him. Even Sagan, who was third on today's stage, was embracing him at the finish. And he actually won a stage, if you remember this. My, my memory on the year isn't brilliant. I'm going to say it was... 2017 or 2018 Nizzolo won a stage got the hands in the air but he was subsequently relegated afterwards so it's not his first time he's got his hands in the air but he hasn't been relegated this time and it stands and it was actually a brilliant stage to win for someone the confidence to win that stage the way the sprint panned out is like somebody who's just you know veteran at winning it's something you'd expect from Sagan Cavendish in his prime it's, he was in the wind for the guts of 400 metres because we had Afini from Jumbo Visma decided to take a flyer with about 800 metres to go. And he must have put out massive power for 800 metres because he was just pipped by Nizzolo on the line. But the fact that Afini from Jumbo Visma took a flyer shows us a little bit that the team doesn't have confidence in Dylan Grunewagen at the moment. Grunewagen got tent. We were kind of expecting him to come into the Giro and find his legs as the race went on. It seems to be the opposite. They had faith in him early in the race, and they decided to try a different tactic today, and it almost worked because it's been their best result so far with Afini second. And yeah, Afini went. I would hazard a guess that he held 900 watts for those last 800 metres. Massive power. Sagan still rocking that points jersey in third place today with Gaviria. I tweeted, I didn't tweet it, I put it up on my Instagram stories on roadman.cycling that Brian Smith spotted Gaviria in the sprint and he finished fourth place today and he sprinted with no saddle. <laughs> Brian Smith tweeted something along the lines of don't sit down and he had no saddle. It was absolutely bizarre. Uh, today was a little bit of a transition stage, a little bit of a nothing. Do my best to sound enthusiastic about what was in all honesty a fairly banal stage and GC is unchanged with Egan Bernal leading the race 53 hours 11 minutes Vlasov's at 45 seconds uh, Damiano Caruso flying the flag for Italy at 112 Hugh Carty flying the flag for GB at 117 with Simon Yates another GB uh, for a bike exchange at 122 Folks, tomorrow's the day. There was a few stages we marked out at the very beginning in our Giro preview. One was the gravel stage, and that definitely didn't disappoint with Egan Bernal putting in a ride for the ages. And tomorrow, we're stage 14, 205 kilometers from Citadella to, wait for it, Mont Zonkalong. One of the most fabled, mythical climbs in world cycling. We're going up the inverted commas easier side of Mont Zonkalong. There's no easy side of Mont Zonkalong. It's 9% for 13.2 kilometers. And Egan Bernal was interesting in his post-race interview. He said, it would be special to win on Zonkalong in the Maglia Rosa. I will try, but I would be happy to keep the Maglia Rosa tomorrow. It's brilliant to see Bernal, a South American, really embracing the history and the culture of a jersey like the Maglia Rosa, but also a climb as fabled, as mythical as Mont Zonkalong. So you look, I'm, as the stages go, I'm becoming more and more of a Bernal fan, even though you know it's hard to like Ineos, isn't it? Like No one wants to like the dominant team. It's like supporting Man United in the 90s. It's cool to not like the dominant team, but you can't but warm to Bernal in every press conference. And don't forget, 2018, speaking of Ineos, in its previous iteration, uh, Sky, 
2018, Chris Froome won up Mons Onkelong and none of us would have given him a prayer to win the Giro overall when he won up Mons Onkelong. But it set the stage for one of the most epic comebacks in Grand Tour history with Froome nabbing the Giro overall in the last week. And an interesting stat that I heard earlier, despite the fact that Mont saint is so fabled and mythical and difficult and challenging, the pink jersey has never actually changed hands on Mont saint That's a little bit of knowledge for you. That's it, Roadman. Tomorrow, you want to be tuning in for those last 13 kilometers. Really, you want to be getting at least the last 20k for the run-in and the hustle and bustle into the base. So I'm still in Girona. I'm going to stay on for around another week or so, I think. Uh, enjoying the weather over here enjoying the cycling getting a little bit of work done but i'll definitely be getting in for my ride tomorrow a little bit early to watch the battle unfold and the gladiators go to war until then roadmen ride safe hey everybody it's anthony again really quick i want to invite you to join arguably the best thing i've ever put out inside the roadman community it's a challenge it's a challenge called the 14 day kickstart challenge so regardless of where your fitness is at right now this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner i've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything it's 14 days of training plans regardless of what your level is there's masters beginner advanced there's meal plans shopping list and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all so what i recommend you do right now is just stop everything press pause on this audio and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day or check out the link in the bio that's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day